0: Hey, what's going on, friends? Hey, I'm here to do this uh, UFC uh, preview. Uh, Sorry that it's really, really, really late. I was actually really, really kind of debating whether or not I was even going to do it, because um, it's an interesting card. It's got interesting fighters. It has interesting stories. Um, There's just not necessarily... There's not a lot that I'm super excited about or that I think that is going to be... A grand surprise, if you will, but I'm gonna go through some of these fights and kind of let you guys know what I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you'll agree. Maybe you'll disagree. Who knows? That's why I love uh, love this MMA crap. Um, so I feel I, I feel like the first fight I got to talk about is uh, Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. Um, this is a really really interesting interesting fight. Um, I think Jennifer Maya reached her peak, um, however, I think Jessica I is on a downward slope. Um, she's really, really struggling. Um, she's just not the same bully as she used to be. Um, I don't know if it's a matter of um, some of it is MMA skill, some of it is the lack of evolution but uh, I think a lot of it may be mental. Um, I think this is going to be a very, very telling fight as far as what does Jessica I have left um, as far as this fight is concerned. Jennifer Mayas, um, she's a good fighter. She's a great challenge. Um, I can't believe that it's this f- far down on the on the card to be honest with you. <laughs> But uh, I I just think Jessica I really has to come out with a killer instinct in full attack mode. And if she does that, those are going to be her best chances. That's not a guarantee. Um, Again, I just don't, I don't know, I I don't have that much faith. Unfortunately, like I said, a lot of fighters kind of hit a wall when it comes to evolution. I'm hoping, um, because I believe Jessica I also changed her team. Couple fights ago, I think that was her. Um, so, hopefully, that they, they, you know, whatever they're working on is going to uh, spark something. But she really needs to come out in this fight and be a bully. You'll know within the first 30 seconds whether or not uh, Jessica is going to have a good fight, or if Jennifer Maya is going to have her number. Um, like I said, it's going to be very, very quick, you'll be it'll be apparent almost immediately. It's just it's all about you know. Um, mental state it reminds me a lot of young Victor Balfour in his first run in the UFC it was all about what kind of mental state he would come in at and you know when he would come in and he would have that killer look in his eyes you know you knew uh which which phenom was going to show up and I think Jessica I is there too and I think her trying to evolve working with a new team um you know if she can get her her mental preparation under control get that confidence back realize you know that you are a bully fighter you you are that girl you know um i think she'll i think she'll do great and i think she could actually make a hell of a comeback but you know it's you could tell with her a lot of it is mental um i did forget that she did switch teams so i think she's going to Evolve, and I think she's trying to go back more towards her wrestling roots. If I remember correctly, I'm sorry, it's been a while. Like, I've actually watched quite a few of her fights, but um, it's kind of a it's kind of a blur right at this very moment. Anyway, I'm hoping for Jessica. I she's the one that uh, I'm picking primarily because <clears throat> I think Jennifer Maya might be coming into this. Even though she's, I think she's more skilled and has more ways to win. I think that if she comes in there with uh, a little bit of a chip on her shoulder, and uh, Jessica comes in with her head on straight. I think that uh, Jennifer Maya is going to find herself in a world of trouble. And once Jessica I gets you um, in some of those positions, it's really, really hard to recover. So I know I just kind of, you know, shit on Jessica I a little bit, I guess. Um, but no, I'm definitely picking her. I'm, I'm really hoping she wins. Maybe it's probably a lot of it is emotional, just because. Um, I love a good comeback, but realistically, um, as of right now, like, I'm just kind of curious how this new direction is going to go. Um, let's, let's, let's give it a shot. I just think she's very capable. Uh, the other, uh, another fight I want to talk about, but it's not really the fight is Ryan Hall finally, finally has a fight. Um, this poor dude man, uh, <laughs> he's uh you know he's he's trying to do everything he can to get fights, and I don't know what it is um or um what's causing the issue why why it is taking so long for him to get fights um I don't know if it's people. That don't want to just don't want to mess with him. Um, He's a very, very difficult fighter. Uh, Anybody who doesn't know who Ryan Hall is, um, Ryan Hall, in my opinion, um, is the best jiu-jitsu practitioner um, in the UFC. And I know a lot of people will say, well, you know, um, what about Gilbert Burns? Gilbert Burns is very, very dangerous in a very traditional sense. Um, The thing with Ryan is is that Ryan is uh, very dangerous. He he is so dangerous when it comes to offensive submissions. Um, He doesn't wait to get in those positions. He'll go for a leg from a clinch, um, from anywhere, really, honestly. And... I just think he's really, 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 really underrated. And the fact that he hasn't fought um, all that much, because, I mean, in accordance to what a lot of people are saying, is, is a lot of it is, um, is actually difficulty of finding opponents. Anyway, when he stepped up on scale, one of the things that I thought was really, really, really interesting um, was it almost looked like he was uh, it was his last time up there. Um, So that's kind of a bummer, you know. This guy is a specialist on another level. He really could have been something fun. Uh, Hopefully I just read too much into it, and maybe it's just one of those things like, shit, it's been a while since I've been here. Um, And it's not his last fight. I really, really enjoy watching him fight. Um, Super skillful, very intelligent. Um, Doesn't even look like a mixed martial artist, but, uh, I mean... Submitted BJ Penn, you know, BJ Penn is, is a very high level grappler, you know, and it was the way that he did it and the speed and proficiency that he did it in was, was incredible, especially when you look at somebody with that, that amount of flexibility as BJ does have. Um, so yeah, I'm really impressed. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him fight. Um, hopefully he, he gives it one hell of a show. And like I said, hopefully, um, they give him somebody somebody in the top 15. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? Give this guy an opportunity to fight. Um, I think this is only his fourth UFC fight. But, again, it's not necessarily to a fault of his own. I know at one point he did have an injury that I believe he had surgery for. Um, but that was after a long drought of not getting fights as well. And at that point, it was just like I might as well just... Kind of get it knocked out. But if you like jiu-jitsu, watch this kid. Um, you know, he's his setups are incredible. Uh, very quick. Um, the confidence in his execution is amazing. Because he will put himself out of position uh, for a split second. But he has so much faith in his ability to, to complete um, the submission that he doesn't necessarily mind um mind putting himself in that position. So um definitely picking him to win. I don't really know much about his opponent. Um I just know that until Ryan Ryan gets beat, uh I know he lost the decision on I think the ultimate fighter finale. But regardless, um you know, he's been he's been He's a very, very dangerous opponent, and I just think he can, he can catch people from so many different angles. And, you know, those guys that are high-level wrestlers, high, re- really high-level wrestlers are really high-level grapplers. Um, even those guys kind of have to leave themselves open, and you know, either in getting caught in a submission or getting hit. So, I think he's just, uh, like I said, he's on another level when it comes to his grappling, uh, when it comes to his submission grappling. Um, you know, I think grappling, grappling, we can give that to Khabib, but when it comes to pulling off submissions, um, and being so damn precise with it, uh, you got to give that to Ryan. So I pick Ryan Hall to win that fight. I just think he's, um, he's amazing at what he does and perfect technique. The Carlos Kahn fight versus Max Griffin. Um... Uh, I mean, I'm picking Max to win this only because there's a lot of things when I look at Carlos Condit lately I don't necessarily like. Um, the, the amount of control that fighters have over him. Um, they're controlling his pace, his distance, what he does off his back. They, there's things that are happening because you see the evolution of MMA that nobody has been able to do before to Carlos. Um, but now you see it happen, um, on a regular basis. I just think the sport kind of passed him by a little bit. And I think, um, whoops, sorry about that. And I think he kind of just lost a little bit of his, his gusto. He's just not, not the same, same guy. He doesn't pull the trigger, um, like he used to he's more cognizant about putting himself in a bad position hey if i throw this i might end up on my back and i might be getting controlled where in the past carlos was kind of like hey man if i get that get down to the ground you know i want to figure it out i'm gonna throw up submissions and and be a nuisance till they basically stand up and say fuck this i'd rather deal with him on his feet um so yeah i just unfortunately man i love carlos condon uh I actually started watching him, Um, the first fight that I've ever seen Carlos in was actually when he won the WEC title. Um, Just love his attitude, Uh, great fighter, more of a fighter than, you know, just like getting getting in your face, you know, he was just, it was just a G, you know what I mean, Um, still is. It's great to still see him doing it. I, I just think it's time to put it away. And I do I do believe after this fight, he will finally put it away. Um, which I'm very happy to hear because, you know, he's such a such a great ambassador for the sport, man. I'd hate for him to be, you know, uh, one of those guys that's, you know, slurring and, you know, having all sorts of issues and such. Um, Sean O'Malley versus Chris. Whew mo teen Not sure. But, um, this is, uh, just a sacrificial lamb. Um, this poor kid, um, never really fought anybody, um, with any sort of worth anything. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of punching power, not a very physically strong kid, um, Sean's going to dance circles around him and probably outbox him. Um, maybe he's going to save his legs a little bit in this particular fight. Um, you know, I know he didn't have any issues with it last last fight, but I, you know, in in this particular fight, I think he could almost get away with um, limiting the type of kid kick, kicks and the amount of kicks that he throws. Um, this kid, unfortunately, is completely outmatched. I really hope to give him another another fight after this for stepping in. Um, yeah, not good. Not good. It's definitely, um, this is definitely coddling, you know, a little bit of coddling going on here. Uh, almost on a, actually on a boxing level, to be honest with you. Uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty embarrassing, really, <coughs> because, um, yeah, you could have found somebody better. Uh, Greg Hardy, um, Fighting Tula Vesa or Tua Vesa? I, anyway, I can never pr- pronounce this dude's name. Um, Big Puncher versus Big Puncher. Um, oh, yeah, so obviously Sean O'Malley's definitely going to win that fight. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, this particular fight, I feel that that's who's going to be able to land. The most punches. Or, the, the, yeah, more or less. Because I think it's going to be more or less just these guys slugging it out. Now, the key to victory, in my personal opinion, is uh, for Ty is to get out of the first round. Um, he's pretty durable. Throws pretty heavy, heavy leather. If he can keep himself upright and keep that pressure on Greg Hardy, in a second round, Hardy does slow down. Gets lazy. His hands drop a little bit. um, You're going to find a lot more openings. Uh, But I'm pretty sure Greg Hardy's also, you know, improving on his cardio. But historically, that's what you have to go by. So I think that it makes sense to kind of go by what's been kind of working. I think Ty pulled this off. I really do. Um, I think he can, like I said, he, he... I think he can survive the round Greg's a little Greg's a little faster. Um but like I said as he gets tired he makes mistakes and I think that Ty can take a punch um to deliver one and I think in the second round a lot more of those are gonna open up. And uh yeah so I'm gonna pick Ty but you know Greg Greg surprised me. He's he's still around. I really thought he was gonna be gone from the UFC by now. So I'm not trying to under, uh, underestimate him. This is actually a really um, decent step up in competition, in my opinion, for him as well. To really kind of showcase, hey, look, I'm here, I'm growing. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great fight for him. We'll see, you know. I mean, this is, this is one of those fights that if he wins this, the next fighter that he fights is going to be somebody um, somebody with a more direct route towards getting in that contender status. Um, This is kind of like that last fight. You win this, and yeah, man, we're going to start throwing you in the mix. So it's a big fight for Greg. We'll see, um, you know, if he can get it done. And realistically, same for Ty. Um, You know, if he has, like, a spectacular knockout or something, definitely throws him in the mix as well. The heavyweight division, not the heaviest or the deepest of divisions. Um, But... You know, it's growing within. It's growing by, you know, title contenders working their way up. The thing is, is that a lot of them, unfortunately, um, end up being a lot older once they start getting into that mix. And then at that point, it's f- kind of fighting father time. But that's, it's kind of like the way the heavyweight division's always been. Honestly, um, I think the only time it wasn't was when Kane was, because Kane was like 32 years old. When he was a champion. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick Ty only because I think he can, I think they can make it out of the first round. And I think that the pace that these guys are going is set for each other. They're both, um, they're both going to want to throw heavy leather. Um, Greg, however, I mean, you never know. Maybe he'll throw in some wrestling and some other things. Like I said, this is actually a pretty interesting fight. Uh, it, was, it was actually one of those fights that I really kind of downplayed. And then looking deeper into it, I was like, you know what? This could actually be really, really interesting. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good fight. Uh, But I I just think Tyke, I think it's going to make it out of the first round. And I think that as until otherwise proven, um, the chances of him finishing a fighter or putting a fighter away as the fight goes on diminishes so rapidly. After that first round for Greg Hardy, and the fact again he gets a little sloppy with his skills, starts dropping his hands, um, starts reaching a little bit, um, you know, just making making little little mistakes um, that he normally doesn't make, or that he can get away with because of his athleticism early on when he still got that that speed factor. Um, we'll see, but yeah, I'm picking tie for this fight again. Um, but we'll see. It's like I said, it's a big deal fight, and uh, anything can happen with heavyweights. So this is going to be a good one. It's I think it's going to be one of those that's either going to be absolutely insane and end in the first round, or it's going to be one of those grueling um, boxing type matches, and somebody's just going to get clipped, you know, late by some whoever throws. The first combination when these guys are basically Throwing one punch at a time I don't know I'm excited for this fight so uh, The other fight that I'm really excited for Actually is the Gilbert Byrne versus Stephen Thompson um, <clears throat> I'm going to take Steven on this You know Stephen Thompson Has been a Contender for so long And I, I just think people are sleeping on him They forgot about him um, because you know, he kind of, after the Tyrone Woodley fight or Tyron Woodley, sorry, um, he kind of went and kind of stepped off and went in a different direction. Had some different fights, had some successes, some failures. But he's been around for a really, really long time, and he's very, very tricky. One of the things is is Gilbert has fallen in love with his hands a little too much. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Um against a guy like um Steven Thompson, you can't do that. But the problem with Steven Thompson is is yes, he he shifts the center line so fast because of his stance and because of his movements and because of his kicks. It makes it very difficult for you to shoot in. You're not gonna be able to Greco Roman slam him on the on the ground unless you get him Pinched up against the fence and you get him out of position. So you're going to have to shoot in on him. Well, shooting in on him is a real, real big problem because part of what makes Steven Thompson so, so extremely successful um, at takedown defense is his use of leverage. He's very long, especially in his legs. His legs are like, I swear to God, they're like 75% of his body. Um, But he uses that in order to stretch, create, um, leverage and escape. So taking Steven Thompson down for for Gilbert Burns is going to be a really, really big problem. So the only thing that he can do is catch him with a punch. Now, Steven usually keeps, he likes to keep things at a distance. Um, After he fought Tyron the first time In the second fight, you saw his hands have improved, and he used those hands in order to create distance. Sometimes, Steven gets a little excited and decides to stay in a pocket and throw, you know, looping and straight punches with his competitor. Realistically, that's what I believe is the only option that Gilbert Burns has to win this fight. As long as the number one idea is keep your distance and pick him apart. Even with your punches, when you get in that in-between, use those straight quick punches. When you snap them off, create that distance and get back within kicking distance. Gilbert is not going to pick you apart by kicks. It's just, he can try. But I mean, realistically, the range is just so different and the way that Steven uses his, his legs is so different that... It almost protects him from leg kicks unless he decides to... You know, that he's going to create some sort of a... um, What was I saying? Create some sort of a... Well, anyway. um, Oh, yeah. Some sort of a... Some sort of a trap. If he tries to set some sort of a trap, he'll get in. But usually he'll... If you look at his movements, he'll pop in and out <clears throat> um, with a narrower stance, and then he'll pop back in a wider stance when he's ready to strike. Um, it definitely puts him at range before it puts you at range, and it's one of his main keys. The other thing that, if I was Stephen Thompson, that I would avoid is his blitzing in straight punch combinations. Um, I think it's a bad move. There's no need to blitz in on a shorter man like this. Um, you're going to be able to pick him apart. You're going to knock him out with kicks. Uh, so blitzing in with straight punches is, I think, going to be... If if it happens, I might cry. Uh, because I think it's, it's one of the only ways that he loses this fight. Gilbert's not going to be able to take him down. And as long as Steven Thompson... U- utilizes his his legs once again to create range, keep him at a distance and pick him apart that way, not get caught up in skirmishes, I just don't see him losing. So Stephen Thompson, I think, wins this fight um, as long as he doesn't lose his head or lose his place in the octagon and get his ass pinned up against the fence. But he's, he's really good about circling out, so I think he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I just... This is a really, really... Bad matchup for Gilbert Burns, and then it also starts to ask the question: Well, what kind of matchup would he be for somebody like Usman? Um, but he has to get past Gilbert Burns first. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm actually very confident that this is uh, Stephen Thompson is going to win this fight. Like I said, the only thing is, is if he if he gets sloppy um, and decides to blitz in or do something crazy like that because he gets impatient. That's the only chance that Gilbert has of, of of beating him. Now, is that to say that that's not going to happen? Absolutely not. What I'm saying is, those are the only options really that there are um, as far as vulnerability for him. In my my personal opinion, again, I I just don't think Gilbert will be able to get him down to the ground. Too much length. Um, Stephen Thompson is is a strong individual. He's he's. The size differential, um, leverage, mathematics, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, all that good stuff. <laughs> all right, man, time for the main event. Well, <clears throat> I'll be honest, man. I I thought I was going to change my mind about this at least a few times, but I've kind of, before all the all the nonsense before I even watched the countdown show and started watching any of the stuff, I kinda really had an idea of the way that the second fight was gonna, or the third fight was gonna go. And as it went on and everything went, I really expected it to shift, especially at some crucial moments, but it really, really didn't. So I'm gonna tell you what my, what I think is gonna happen, and I'm gonna tell you kinda just everything that I saw and kinda break it down. Um, I predict that Conor McGregor is going to win this fight by first-round knockout. Uh, when in the first round, I don't know, but it's going to happen. Interesting things that are happening is people are asking, is old Conor back? Old Conor's back? Blah, blah, blah. Old Conor's not back at all. That press conference, everything else was him trying to spark something up that wasn't there. He's not the same fighter. And now, more than ever, in my personal opinion, he's become a one-round fighter. Um, Cardio's always been an issue. I just think he's just not the same fighter also. So I think that the amount of effort that he puts in, he really expends a lot more energy than he used to. Um... But yeah, he's trying to be public enemy number one again. He's trying to relight the flame. He's trying to become Money Mayweather again, where people would tune in just to watch him lose. So you're hearing him say this obscene shit and all this nonsense and everything else. The problem is is that it's getting to uh, Dustin. First time I seen it get to him was when he came out to the press conference and all the booze hit him. Um, a couple times they'd ask him a question and people would start booing and you could just see it was irking him. It wasn't, it wasn't sitting with him right. And the problem with that is, dude, you're at a press conference, only. You're about to walk into an arena full of that. So it's going to get a lot worse. The other thing is, you could see he's starting to get emotional. Um, rightfully so. Somebody talks about my wife or my kids or whatever. My dog. Well, maybe not my dog. my dog, man. Fuck yeah. Somebody talks about my dog. Um, you know, like... I'm going to get emotional as well. However, in this fight... That's not going to work. The thing is, is that Connor just has to implement a little more movement. Shifting stances a little more. Um, implement his own kicking game. And honestly... Put, um, put Dustin on his back foot. The problem with Dustin is Dustin has, he's got a lot of heart, man, great recovery. But there's one thing that he doesn't have and he's never had was a good chin. And honestly, if not gas pedal all the way pushed in, but if it's at a good consistent rip of pressure, um, I think Connor's going to finish Dustin Poirier uh, in the first round just the chin is not there, does not hold up. Um, I think Connor really trusts his chin. I think he realizes the only time his chin fails him is when he's exhausted. So in that first round, I think when he goes and puts in that pressure, it's not that he gets hit a lot because he doesn't, but he's gonna be willing to put himself in that position more so because of the fact that he trusts his chin more than he trusts Dustin's chin, and rightfully so. It sounds shitty to say, but unfortunately, that's the way that it is. It was the stupidest fight that Dustin really could have picked. I think if Dustin fought against Charles Oliveira, I think it would have been a very good fight. I think they match up incredibly well against each other. It's a very, very close matchup. Charles is a better grappler, yes, but I just think as an overall MMA spectrum, I think it would have been a better fight, and I think it would have put the title on the waist. Of Dustin Poirier. Um, which would have brought in money. All by itself as well. Maybe not the amount of money that he's getting for this fight. However. Um, if this fight goes the way that I think that it will. Uh, Dustin may never. Um, fight for a non interim Title ever in his life. In the UFC. So. Those are my predictions. Um, you know. We'll see how it goes. Every fight is different. You know. Um. And every single event, you know, you never know. You know, you could have somebody who's who's the one hundred percent, you know, winner. You know, Matt Sarah versus uh, GSP, for instance. And you just never know. Anything could happen. Um, these theories and these uh, that, I, that I just like kind of spit out here. Um, They just come from watching a lot of shit i watch a lot of fights over the years and i love watching different techniques especially when it comes to movement there's something there's something great about um especially like in boxing watching watching footwork and now watching that footwork slowly make its way into more and more in mma more angles instead of the classic uh in and out movement so yeah but those are, uh, those are my thoughts on 264. Um, either way, hopefully it's a great card. I hope you all enjoy it, anybody who watches it. And uh, yeah, enjoy the show.